Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of the Mind Body Mastery podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Michaels, and I'm so grateful that you're here once again with me today. I just spent the weekend um, in Chicago, or well, Saturday in Chicago with Nicole Sachs. And let me tell you what an amazing event that was. It was like, I, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I've read her books. I'm very familiar with her work. Um, I don't have any current pain things that I'm dealing with um, in crisis at the moment. Um, so I was just more curious to see what a live event like this would be like. And there were about 20, 25 people there. So it was very intimate and lovely. And um, the energy that a live event brings to the TMS healing space is pretty incredible. There were quite a few people there who were, you know, still in quite a lot of pain, who had been journaling for a while. They too were familiar with the journaling process and Nicole's work. And, um, and there is something to be said about being in a room full of people, um, all, kind of bringing the same energy to the table in a day and and the kinds of transformations that you can have um, in an environment like that. You kind of feed off the energy of everyone around you. You feed off the confidence that Nicole brought to the table. Um, and it was really a beautiful, beautiful experience. So if um, Nicole ever comes to your neck of the woods, um, I can't recommend uh, her live events enough. So I hope she continues to do that work. Um, even though the first one was small, I think it's just going to keep growing and I can't recommend them enough. I can't wait to go to another. So so that's just what I went to, to go do over the weekend. Um, and then um, moving on with the show today, I just wanted to give a little shout out to my review of the week. And this one comes from Linden Swole. And they said, another really good podcast in the mind-body space. Caitlin is a subject matter expert in healing, and it is incredibly refreshing to hear a physical treatment practitioner be open about the mind's role in physical pain. Great listen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate those words. And uh, and yeah, keep those reviews coming. You know I love them. Um, it helps us get to more people's ears and hearts and minds um, so that everyone who finds it can have their own bits of transformation. And so, all right. So on with the show today. Today is just going to be a solo show. So I appreciate you sticking with me through that. And today's show's episode title is called Feel It to Heal It. There's no way around this, folks. <laughs> In order to heal, you got to feel it. You got to feel it. You got to feel it without expectations, without judgment. You got to lean in. I say that a lot where you just have to lean into it. And I know that's like it goes against our our nature to do that. And so, so yeah, so talking about feeling it to healing it, um, the it can be physical pain, it can be emotional pain, it can be mental pain. And so when we have a pain, whether it's emotional, mental, or physical, our natural tendency is to run, to get away from it. And so the first thing normal people do is we 
have a pain. If it sticks around long enough, we go see someone who really has no idea how to really truly know or feel what is exactly happening in our bodies. And we say, hey, what can I do about this? And they say, well, we do have a label for that because we don't quite understand where it came from or how it started. So we labeled it. And then because of that label, we created a variety of medications to try. Um, And if you take this medication, you'll get these side effects. And if you take this medication, you'll get these side effects. But don't worry, we have another medication for the side effects. And so my understanding of side effects now that I am into this TMS work and mind-body space Side effects are just the symptom imperative spilling over once again. So if you haven't listened to my previous episodes, the symptom imperative is Sarno's uh, discovery that when we get a pain somewhere in our bodies and that goes away, it's usually immediately replaced by another pain or syndrome somewhere else. So whether it's IBS or insomnia or um, anxiety or another pain in a totally different spot, um, that's the symptom imperative at work. And so now that I have gone through you know, this work and this research, I can kind of clearly see that side effects of medications are just, okay, you take that medication to mask a symptom. And so then another symptom has to come up in his place. And so just another interesting perspective on, um, on, on that symptom imperative. That's such a, such a hallmark of TMS. Now, as I always say, it's very important that if we have serious symptoms that we go to the doctor and get cleared, of all life-threatening situations. Do not go to your acupuncturist if you get hit by a car. Modern medicine is very good at saving lives this way, but on an everyday basis, we will run into human pain. And if you'll notice when that happens, especially if it's a new pain somewhere that you haven't had it before, um, or if it feels different than it has in the past, our natural instinct instinct is to run from it, to get away from it, to suppress it into submission. And our pain is really only asking for our loving attention. Our, our awareness is it's acting, asking for our compassionate attention. So one way that we can now deal with the pain and really turn this whole pain paradigm just upside down is to instead choose to turn inward right now and be with the pain rather than running from it. If we don't know how to do this, one of the best ways that I found is to just start by sitting for 10 to 20 minutes a day while connecting your breaths together. So this is a good way to like start a a being with yourself process, just being in the present moment, because your breath is really the only tool that we have in our bodies that is only in the present moment. And so when we pause our breathing in between breaths, I don't know if, if you're anything like me, you'll notice every once in a while that you've been holding your breath for a ridiculously long amount of time. And that's when we're either mentally in the 
past or mentally in the future or mentally mm, cooking up some scenario that will never happen, um, but we're ruminating on it anyway because we're human and we're crazy. And so being with your breath in this way, connecting the breaths together without pausing allows us to stay focused in the here and now. And so what that looks like is simply... And if you find that you notice that you for, you forget and suddenly you've paused for a minute, just bring it back to that connected breath work. You might find that you feel dizzy for a little bit, um, or you might find that certain parts of your body are tingling when you do that because you're suddenly getting way more oxygen than you allow yourself to get on a day-to-day basis. So if those things happen while you're connecting your breathing, don't worry, you're normal. And so that's one way we can do it. Um, Another way, which I'm fresh off the boat with this knowledge, but the the journal speak method of Nicole Sachs, I find that to be a a style of meditation um, where you, one of the one of the things that she said um, during the seminar was, you know, it's a bunny trail. So while you're journaling, you don't necessarily have to dig into, you know, this this hurt for the millionth time and talk about it over and over ad nauseum. You just kind of take, um, you know, the the question, what am I feeling right now? And you write that down first, and and then if it if you suddenly think, well, I'm feeling pretty happy today. It's okay. You can write that down and just keep going. Keep following the trail, the, the bunny trail of thoughts. And and if you wait long enough, oh, you'll find something. Something will come up that you're like, oh, I guess I feel resentful towards this coworker because of this. And, and that makes me feel like I did when I was eight and my dad did this. And, you know, you just kind of keep following that trail. And so that's another way to be present in the moment is just allowing whatever thoughts to come through to come through, um, either through your head or through your pen. Um, and, and if you're in a painful situation right now, just being with that breath while you kind of watch the pain with your awareness. So you're not using your eyes, you're not visualizing anything, you're not imagining that your pain is barbed wire and that you're turning it into a pillow. You're just watching it, tending to it. There was um, an exercise that I guide people through in episode five called somatic experiencing, which is a a, um, form of this where you just sit with the pain and you watch it around your body. And you'll find that it often moves and shifts and intensifies and lessens and watch it move around your body as if you were looking at it for the very first time, because it's likely that you are. Um, Because like I said, our, our natural instinct is to run. And so by paying attention to our breath, we drop into our bodies automatically. And in doing so, it's then possible to pay this compassionate attention to our bodies that it is craving. And and it's so normal 
to have never done this. You know, it's just the way we are wired is to run away from things that hurt and contract when things hurt, when we're really being asked to run towards it and expand with it. And so um, by just sitting with yourself and your pain, you begin to awaken a part of your awareness that you've never even noticed before. Give your body this compassionate attention that it is asking for. So I'd say make an agreement right now, whether your pain is emotional, mental, or physical, make that agreement with yourself that you're just going to be with it. Be with those sensations. Lean in. Agree to stop interfering. Agree to stop trying so hard to get rid of it because you'll notice that in the trying, in the straining to make it go away, to force it away, that breeds more struggle. It breeds more fear and it breeds more pain. So by turning tenderly toward it and offering it your awareness in a way that you've never dreamed of doing before, you you kind of take all the resistance out of the experience. And without resistance, there's no fight or flight. And without fight or flight, there's no pain. And so it really makes logical sense to em- embrace it and allow it to be there without wanting to change it. It it doesn't have the same impact as, yeah, that's striving and straining for perfection in our bodies. We have this false premise in the field of health and wellness that if we fight something, that it will go away. If we push against something, that we will beat it into submission, when in reality, there's always a subtle stress behind that intention, which will continually exacerbate your symptoms. Sometimes when we push hard against the pain, though, we'll find that it might temporarily get better or dissolve, but it will always come back when we try and try and try and try to be rid of it. So then when we believe that that temporary relief was a step in the right direction because we feel a bit better for a moment, so then we continue to push it away and push it away over and over again, never reaching the end of it because we're afraid of it. So the more you can surrender into the pain, the more you can just be with it and offer it your loving attention, then you automatically begin to bring your body back into balance. Now, sometimes when we first begin to do this, when we first begin to surrender to the pain, it might seem like it's increasing. This is not a step backwards. And this is where most people get tripped up because again, when we flee from that which is hurting us, we automatically stop any behavior that seems to be exacerbating it because we have these self-preservation instincts. But if we keep that intention in the back of our minds to simply continue to give our pain, our loving awareness, then that seemingly increased pain level will be some, um, it, it could be what some call the, um, extinction burst. Um, Alan Gordon, I I think is the coiner of that phrase or Howard Schubner. They're one in the same to me. (laughs) Um, but the extinction burst where, where things really rise, really feel worse for maybe a short while, maybe a long while, 
but it makes people fearful again. But that is a good sign. When your pain is increasing, when you're starting to do this work, it is a wonderful, wonderful sign. And the moment you get stuck in fear about it, then you're back in that cycle. And so any shift, any change is to be welcomed with open arms and a new curiosity. Michael Brown of the presence process is one of my greatest teachers in this life and, um, or more recently anyway, and he has a lot of, um, fun linguistic, uh, clues that we can get from the English language. And he calls interference. Um, so when we're interfering with the pain, he says that we're entering into fear, interference, enter into fear. And so if you're doing something to get away from the pain, you're interfering, right? And so the more you can realize that the moment you interfere, you're entering fear again. And with the knowledge that fear creates pain, um, you can step back from that activity just for a moment and realize what's going on and step back, stop interfering and, and move into the pain instead. The present moment is all there ever is. The present moment is where all of our lessons reside. So the present moment is always giving us the exact experience that we need for our growth and our evolution. And so running from what is happening in our present moment is exactly what will keep us stuck in turmoil. When we go within to give ourselves this compassionate attention that our bodies are screaming at us for, we can learn pretty quickly that the physical experience that we are having right now is most likely a physical representation of either the mental story we are telling ourselves about the pain or of the emotional pain that we have been suppressing for years. So whenever we get upset or feel pain and we can, instead of reacting, if we can just stop for a moment and say, what am I feeling? Am I feeling fear? Am I feeling sad? Am I feeling angry? Am I feeling grief? When we ask ourselves those curious questions, instead of either judging ourselves for having feelings or judging ourselves for having pain in the first place, then we can actually learn to build the muscle of feeling our feelings. We can learn to feel where the emotions are occurring within our bodies even. If we are feeling anger, for instance, we'll often feel heat somewhere in our bodies. A lot of times this happens in the face or in the head. You know, hot-headed people are generally known to be angry um, and in Chinese medicine, we call this liver yang rising. The yang energy as opposed to the yin energy is the hot energy. And so this comes up to the surface and the liver in Chinese medicine is the organ that governs our emotions, specifically anger. And when we're angry, we get red in the face. We feel pressure in our heads. Headaches can happen easily. We might feel a tightening in our neck and shoulders. Um, similarly, when we're afraid, we'll often feel tension or achiness, um, maybe in our low backs, which physically link to our adrenals. 
and our support, feelings of support. Um, and so a lot of times our bodies are giving us the clues of where, where we're feeling um, our pain, either emotionally or physically or mentally. Michael Brown in the presence process also notes that all, all of the things that we experience in the now are first emotional and mental. It doesn't get to the physical plane until we've suppressed the emotional for long enough. And so the physical pain is giving us the exact experience that we need in order to feel the emotions that we're not letting ourselves feel. When we feel grief, we'll often feel like tightness in our chest or vacant feeling in our abdomen. So just get better at just sitting and asking, what am I feeling? Sitting with it without judgment. That's the feel it to heal it process. Unless we feel it, we cannot bring it back into balance. So let's all stop trying to do something about it. Even TMS healing, we get stuck in the doingness of it, the research part of it, the journaling part of it, the searching, the digging, the searching part of it, feeling like you haven't yet found the trauma or the magic repressed emotion and searching endlessly for where, where in my childhood is this coming from. TMS is all unconscious, so it's highly likely that you won't find the magic thought or the magic experience. And that's okay because your current life experience is giving you that experience again, just in different, different cloaks, different costumes. So if you've done the initial, the initial emotional excavation that I've talked about in previous episodes, you've written your lists of childhood, current life pressure, and personality traits, and you've gone through and you've journaled until you're blue in the face and you're still in a lot of pain and emotional pain and mental pain and physical pain, the next step and only step I would then focus on is simply being with that bodily sensation or emotional sensation without wishing or pushing or shoving or stretching it away. When we try to unearth the past so hard to the point of frustration because we haven't found the magic moment of rage that is the root of all of our pain and suffering, we miss the point completely. I don't believe we need to do this. The present moment is constantly giving us experiences that mirror the emotionality of those childhood experiences so we can deal with the emotions of it now and now and now and now and now. So let's say, for example, your parent left when you were very little and you can see in your current life experience people leaving you over and over, feeling like you don't have any support, feeling like you're always helping others, but nobody's helping you. I'd say it's pretty universal truth that we always bring into our experience the lessons that must be learned and integrated until we can move past them. We all know at least one person who keeps dating jerks over and over and over again, and we wonder what, what sh lessons she needs to learn. This is the same thing with us, but it's harder to see when, when it's within ourselves. 
her present moment is giving her the emotional experience that she is unconsciously choosing not to integrate fully. And so it keeps showing up for her so that she can move through it. And um, so then what the pain is trying to do is it's trying to get your attention. It's asking, and likely if it's been asking for a long while, it's now screaming at you, look at me. So I say tend to it lovingly, just be with it. But the key here is to be with it compassionately, be with it unconditionally. And this unconditionality includes not putting our timeline on it. It can be there as long as it needs to be there. And if you don't know how to be with it unconditionally, then go back to that breathing practice. Just sit for 10 minutes a day. You don't have to visualize anything necessarily. You, you just drop into your body. Just turn inward. I personally like to repeat phrases um, like mantras almost, so I can stay focused on the breathing because the ego will often chime in and try to say things like, well, I don't want to do this, or when will this be over, or I really don't see the point of this, or I don't have time for this, or any other innumerable resistant phrases. Because to us, this is new, and new things are uncomfortable, and your ego brain will try to sound like your own voice, saying things that seem logical for you to stop from doing this work. So one thing you could repeat over and over again while you connect your breath is, I am here now for you. And you can kind of time that so that you breathe with that in rhythm. So, you know, on the in-breath, say, I am, on the out-breath, here now, on the in-breath, for you, and so on and so on and so on. You can pick your own phrase, but I like to say that particular one because it already sets the intention that I intend to sit here and be with this, this pain. And, and it also kind of affirms the fact that we're here for it rather than against it. And remember, when it seems like it's getting worse, that is only because we're just now heightening our awareness to it. So by becoming aware rather than running and fleeing, it might seem like it's intensifying. And this is where the fleeing wants to happen all over again because we feel as if healing should only be linear. Like it should be this gradual slope towards perfection within our own bodies and minds and emotions, but that's not how it works. The most common remark I hear from people who were in severe pain and are now healed, people who have realized that their healing existed within them all alone, all, all along, is that it got worse first. Or a new symptom arose that seemed almost more uncomfortable than the first. This is a good sign. So remember that and do not be frightened by this and run once again. We've all been running away for a very long time. And so I say, if that hasn't worked yet, then giving it our compassionate awareness is the only thing left to do. And so we're going to cut it short today. I'm going to just leave you with that to ponder. Um, you know, after there's nothing left to do, there's not a lot more to say. So I hope that resonated with you and I hope it can serve you on your journey towards feeling better. 
Um, these concepts are concepts that I would like you to memorize. Um, you know, and it's really just as simple as turning inward and being with what is. Because what is is what you need, whether it feels nice or not. And so thank you guys so much for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you next week. I've got a, another interview coming your way. So I'm excited to share that with you guys. And if you have any questions for me, you can always reach out to me on Facebook, either through our private group called Mind Body Masters. Mind Body is one word. Or you can uh, also shoot me an email at mindbodymasterypodcast at gmail.com. So thanks again so much for joining me today, guys. I really appreciate it. Y'all are awesome. I've been loving the feedback and I hope to yeah, continue this work. Oh, and also thank you so much to Nick for the donation and the beautiful words. I really appreciate it. That was totally unexpected and it really fuels my, my fire to keep up this work. So thanks again, guys, and we'll see you next week.